Hi, this is Bonnie Gray, and I'm your host for Breathe, the Stressless Podcast. I'm so happy we have a very special show today. We're going to be talking about quieting the imposter syndrome and about toxic people. This is a topic that we don't talk about too much in our Christian culture circles. We often focus on the idea of forgiveness, which God has called us to do. But did you know that reconciliation takes two? Forgiveness takes one person. Even if the other person does not recognize the harm that they've caused us and they do not apologize, we have the power to forgive. God has called us to forgive and we are freed up to no longer hold on to the hurt that was caused. We can freely live out where God wants us to go and live who we are as God's beloved when we forgive others. But there is something called reconciliation and it cannot happen when the other person that has hurt us is not willing to acknowledge the hurt and is not willing to change the action that causes us hurt. So I'll just say that again. Forgiveness takes one That's us. That's on us. By God's grace, we ask God to help us to let go, let that person go, meaning we do not need them to owe us any debt. We don't need them to pay us back. We are so filled with God's goodness and God's grace and God's abundance that we just are filled up and we're focused on where God wants us to go next. We can let that person go from the debt. We don't need them to pay back the debt. That's forgiveness. But In terms of reconciliation, mm, that's the topic about toxic people. And it's related in the story I'm going to share with you regarding the imposter syndrome. So we have a very special show that I've uh, prepared for you. And I, I just pray that this will just really empower you to step into who God created you to be. These topics are really top of mind for me. I'm the author of Sweet Like Jasmine, Finding Identity in a Culture of Loneliness. And you know, I've always searched for my identity. You know, we grow in our identity as God's child. When we become a child of God, it's a new identity for us, isn't it? We know from scripture that we are born again into a new creation. It's another way of saying we have a new identity. And the old way of living as somebody who is maybe lonely or unloved or not knowing really fully who we are, this is a journey of growing into that identity. It's not like once we accept Christ in our life that we know what that life is like. We grow into it. We experience it. It's a walk of faith. And it's an adventure. This topic is top of mind for me because Sweet Like Jasmine is the book that I wrote about what I learned on my journey, walking through life with God as he called me to try to find the father who left me and kind of almost like a mystery, you know, like where did he go and why did he leave? And as I uncovered and tried to investigate the mysteries and the secrets that I was told to not think about or talk about. It just wasn't in our family culture to talk about these hurtful things. But uh, God said, hey, I want you to go find the answer. So this book, I'd love to invite you to pick it up. 
pick up a copy. And if you go to sweetlikejasmine.com, you'll be able to get a free audiobook for a pre-order bonus, or you can get a stories of faith journal. It's a set of questions that I use to capture stories of my life where I saw God's goodness and where he led me through all the different chapters of my life. And you'll be able to capture your own stories of faith with this journal. So go to sweetlikejasmine.com and I welcome you to order a copy of Sweet Like Jasmine. I wrote it for you to empower you in your true worth as God's beloved as you grow. So talking about this imposter syndrome, I'm going to start by telling you a story and then I'll be able to encourage you with a scripture and give a soul care tip, something you can do to help your body return to a place of peace and rest. And then we'll close with a word of prayer. So this story that I have to tell, I'm going to read it as an excerpt for you and it's related to the imposter syndrome. Do you ever experienced that feeling of imposter syndrome? Well, when I was a little girl, my mother was a embroidery seamstress. And when she first immigrated to America, earning scraps of money, sewing beads into intricate shapes of peonies, white cranes, and my favorite peacock feathers on Chansam. I had shared with you on a previous podcast episode that Chansam is the Cantonese word for a silk dress that a Chinese woman, well-to-do Chinese woman, they had them custom made in well-to-do society. And a mom would walk to the tailor shop to pick up the orders. And I went with her. The shop smelled musty. The floor was confettied with stray strands of threads. And a stern-faced man in the shop looked up with a nod to acknowledge us as we entered. He turned over beautiful folds of silk and satin cuts of fabric stacked side by side with dirty, dry, cracked thumbs that should never touch anything so soft or pretty. He would look at me sideways and say, no touch, shaking his finger at me like a stick. The corners of the shops were dimly lit, but when the sunlight streamed in from the windows, falling onto the bolts of shiny fabric, blossoms of color and beauty glimmered. And back home, I'd see these silk dresses laid out on the sofa, catching the warmth of the remaining daylight. They were spread all across with Amma's embroidery needles and bags of plastic beads lined up across the coffee table. They were all sprawled out in a glittering of silver and gold. Amma worked on many dresses at one time, but sometimes if she was cooking in the kitchen or taking a nap, I would pick one up and carefully hold it up to my chin and pretend I was a beautiful model standing on the tippy toes. But One day, my mother said, what are you doing? Take it off. One minute, I thought I looked so fabulous, and yet my cheeks flushed with embarrassment. My ma said, you look very cheap. You don't belong in that dress. And you know, those words at that moment, they really made me let go of that dress really quickly. And you know, there's something that's called the imposter syndrome where we feel like I'm not quite good enough. Whatever that I'm doing, I'm not sure if I'm really qualified to do it or whether I really am worthy of doing it or saying it. And so 
you know, that little girl or that little boy in each of us, they, there maybe have been moments in your life. Maybe it happened when you were in college and a professor was critiquing your work or your project, or maybe it happened for you at work. Somebody that you really admired or look up to at work, they said something that made you really doubt your worthiness, your qualifications, or whether you belonged or had any business doing somewhere. Well, you know what? Those critical voices, they can trigger the imposter syndrome, right? Being self-critical. And yet that is not what God's voice is. That is not God's voice. And so it gets into the topic of toxic people. Now, sometimes these things happen and they can just, we can brush it off. But when it happens, maybe with somebody that we really hold in high esteem, in my case, it was my mother. And sometimes culturally, that's very difficult to talk about. Um, the people in our family are toxic, perhaps. It could be our children. It can be in our marriage by a spouse. It could be our parents. It could be an in-law. It could be a friendship, a friendship that's toxic or a work situation or a ministry situation where you're serving with someone and it's toxic. These are very difficult things to talk about because like I said, we are afraid that people are going to judge us. And at the beginning of the podcast, I say, we are afraid people feel we are not willing to forgive them. But in fact, between you and I know through this podcast show, there is a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, isn't there? The verse that we want to focus on today is about how God views us. Our Father, we are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. That's from Isaiah 64, 8. It's so beautiful. Have you seen somebody at work with clay at the potter's wheel? Maybe you've seen it on TV or in a movie. You know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> but maybe you've seen just kind of the craftsmanship that goes into pottery. The potter is very attentive at the potter's wheel because one little slight adjustment with the touch of his fingers is going to change the shape of that clay. And God is our loving Heavenly Father, His words to us, the way He shapes us is very, very gentle and kind and loving. That's the Father we are, uh, we have. And so other people's words can shape us in the wrong direction. Isn't that true? But they're not true for us. Our Heavenly Father, He delicately has crafted you and made you a certain way. And you belong. Whatever it is that gives you joy, whatever it is that gives you joy, whatever gives you peace, that when you do it, you just feel at home in the world. That is what God calls you to do. Sometimes you don't know what that is, and yet God calls us to be able to learn and grow and to explore. And no one should be able to be given a place where they can bring toxicity and stop us from being free to grow. And their words may be harmful and hurtful and impeding what God says about us. So as I'm talking about all this, who is it that you feel God is calling your attention to and saying, you know what? Don't let them 
Don't let them try to form your shape. They're not the potter. But who is it that maybe in your life is bringing toxicity? Now, I get this question a lot because the book that I'm writing talks about toxicity in dysfunctional family relationships. And this is kind of like the top three questions I get asked whenever I speak. This is one of the top questions that people ask me, whether it's men or women. I spoke at a, I was the first civilian invited to speak to military officers of the 101st Division, Airborne Division. I shared that previously on a podcast show and it was such an honor. And so this question about how do we honor our family members uh, or how do we honor other people in our lives that have hurt us and yet we don't want to say anything bad about them? Well, let me say in the most gentle way possible, Jesus said, the truth will set us free. We need to simply speak the truth. We need to speak the truth about what has happened, maybe what was said, and we need to be more honest than we may be comfortable with because the truth will set your heart free and it will allow for the healing that is needed. And before there's healing, some things need to fall apart in order for it to heal. What does that mean in terms of honoring our parents? Well, honoring our parents does not mean open borders to toxicity. If you have toxic relationships with, say, your parents. I only speak about this from my own journey. But honoring our parents does not mean open borders to toxicity. You can apply that to any relationship. Honoring a friendship, a relationship, does not mean open borders to toxicity, fear, intimidation, or manipulation. I just really wanted to affirm you in that because you are God's beloved. Now, as a parent, would you want anybody to say anything toxic or hurtful or harmful or verbally or emotionally verbally, emotional or verbally abusive to your child? No way. You will be first to protect that child. That's how God feels about you. It breaks his heart when he sees somebody saying something that hurts your well-being inside as to your worthiness. There's a verse I love. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 12. It's, let the beloved of the Lord rest secure in him, for he shields him all day long. And the one the Lord loves rests between his shoulders. The word shield, God shields you all day long. He does not want your heart to be hurt anymore to toxicity. So you need to create healthy boundaries, and in some cases, very difficult choices for boundaries. I want to read an excerpt from my book. It's a letter that I wrote to my younger self. As I share each story with you where I learned about my true worth, I started writing letters to my younger self, and in fact, uh, letters that God writes to us. This one is titled, You Are Worthy of Peace. And I pray that these words will comfort your heart and reaffirm you and empower you right now. You are worthy of peace. Beloved, you will have to make a very hard decision one day, and that day could be now, to choose peace over fear. You'll have to keep choosing to believe that you are worthy of that peace. You will have to leave, even though you've given your all to stay. 
Peace isn't freedom from conflict. Peace is trusting God enough to make the right choice in the midst of conflict. Choosing peace will mean you will need to let go of someone or something you've held on to in order to take the hand of God, who promises to lead you beside quiet waters. You will need to count the cost and set your face like flint to leave what isn't healthy and to create boundaries to protect who God created you to be. Because to continue staying with someone who is abusing you emotionally, toxic to your well-being, hurting your body, your heart, or your soul is breaking the heart of God. To choose peace, you will need to be honest with yourself. There will come a time for this honesty, and that time will be now. Dear friend, is God calling you to take a step of faith? To choose peace? He's with you. He understands you and he will help you. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we just lift up all of us, all of our brothers and sisters that are listening right now. You know how difficult it is to be in a toxic relationship and to figure out how do I extricate myself from it. This is not easy, and yet you promise us. You said, even if my father and my mother abandon me, or my friend, or somebody at church, or somebody at work, or whoever it is that's causing the toxicity, you promise us, Lord, that you will take care of me. You tell us this in Psalm 2710. You will not abandon us. You will not forsake us. So God, I just pray. I pray for all the hearts that are looking for wisdom. I pray that you give them discernment and send them somebody on their path to help them as they navigate these relationships and to become more empowered as the beloved daughter, as the beloved son that you have created them to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, our soul care tip for today is about revitalizing your joy. You know, I am one of those kids that kind of grew up quickly as an old soul. I had a lot of responsibility growing up in a single parent family. I was the oldest and um, I didn't really feel like I had a childhood where I got to just play and be silly or figure out what, what would you know be joyful for me. And, um, but it doesn't mean that, you know, we have had to have a difficult childhood. Many of you have had wonderful childhoods, wonderful, loving parents, and just a beautiful grandparents and wonderful legacy of faith and love that you've just grown up in and nurtured. But maybe for some of you, perhaps as you've grown up and wore different hats and roles and responsibilities and entered different chapters and seasons of your life, Maybe you've left those places of joy. You've left those places of play and that childlike joy and curiosity and adventure. And and um, God's calling you to return. Return to that childlike joy and make room for play. So our soul care tip today is about prioritizing play to revitalize your joy. Play isn't just for kids, friends. Tap into the powerful benefits of play shown by neurophysiology research. 
This is what the research shows. Improves your mood and play will improve your well-being. It reduces anxiety, depression, stimulating creativity, and enhancing relationships. And that's what psychiatrist Stuart Brown calls, quote, the state of play. We hear of the state of flow, right? This is called the state of play. He has a book called Play, and um, it studies the role of play in everyone from criminals and business people to artists and Nobel Peace Prize winners. It's a fascinating book. I loved reading it. Play is purposeless. Let me say that again. That's a mouthful. Play is, quote, purposeless, fun and pleasurable. Play is the purest expression of love, unquote. There is no goal but joy. So add play into your life. Go back to your most joyful experiences. If you've had that, what is it? Connect to your connect it to your life now and enrich your life and your wellness. Stuart Brown outlines eight different play personalities. I'm just gonna list them just to help spark ideas for you. Okay, as I list these different types of play personalities, which one are you, friend? Okay, the first is the Joker. Nonsensical play, fun and silly. I need the Jokers in my life. You know, they help me laugh and kind of shake me off. So not so serious. Are you body play, physical movement? Are you the explorer, experiential play? Exploring physical places or intellectual new ideas or relational? Maybe you're in a relational explorer. You love meeting people. That's definitely me. I love meeting people. Or maybe you're an emotional explorer. You love music and art and story. The next play personnel is the competitor. Group play, engaged in team games and one-on-one. Are you the one that always likes to come with an armful of, you know, board games to a party? You might be the competitor. Are you the director? You love organizing play. You love orchestrating events and people and parties and projects. I need to know you if that's you so you can invite me to all the fun things you're organizing. Are you the collector? You like to play by collecting objects or maybe even experiences. Are you the artist play personality, the creative? You like creative play and making things. That's how you play. You like to make things. Or you the storyteller? I'm raising my hand. That's me, the storyteller. Imaginative play, express, expressing a story through a character's action, thoughts, or emotions. Now, I don't act. I'm not good at acting, but I love writing stories. So I've written a story for you in Sweet Like Jasmine. I know I'm constantly inviting you to pick up a copy, but I this is the most personal book I've written. And um, I would just love to invite you on that journey so I can help it. I'm very passionate about it. Okay, so what's your play personality? As I was reading it off, well, embrace it. That's who God created you to be. It's just your natural self. You need to create more room for that. And it could be once a week or maybe just, you know, don't worry about doing this regularly. Sometimes we get hung up because I'm like, I can't do this regularly. And then we just don't do it at all. Just do it once. Just do it once. And you know what? I think I have a sneaking suspicion. Once you do it once, you organize something for yourself with your friends or however you like to play one of these play personalities, you're going to really enjoy it. I think you will. Okay. So I hope that you've enjoyed this special episode today and you feel empowered. You're feeling encouraged. And remember, 
You can find me on Instagram. Follow me there. I'd love to continue to encourage you. Sign up for my newsletter at thebonniegray.com. Instagram at thebonniegray. Pick up my new book at Sweet Like Jasmine. And we will meet again next time. We're going to be talking about how your story is worth sharing next episode. And that we can really take care of our emotional well-being when we don't hide our hearts. We need to share our stories. I will see you next time. Remember, you're loved, you're cherished, just rest. Okay, I'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast, a production of LifeAudio.com and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Bonnie Gray or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, thebonniegray.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts, head over to lifeaudio.com. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with hyper gig speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. Because since Terry upgraded to AT&T Fiber with hypergig speeds, he doesn't worry about data caps or equipment fees. Come on, man. The door's open for a reason. And best yet, he also doesn't stress about a price increase at 12 months. Because with the amazing Gagillionaire lifestyle comes an exquisite sense of tranquility. <laughs> Most of the time. Live like a Gagillionaire. Get straightforward pricing with AT&T Fiber. Internet that upgrades everything. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.